Hello, well, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It took me forever to fall asleep last night. I um, I don't know why. I'd fallen asleep for a little bit, and then I woke up and just had a really hard time falling back to sleep, and now I'm awake again. <laughs> and at first when I woke up this time, I was really tired, really exhausted, and then my brain just blinked awake, you know, as I started to think about something. I have this project that I'm trying to figure out. Um, it's a it's a project for my students for over the summer. And I'm I'm gonna be having like these kids in groups. Um, I kind of think of it like a summer camp kind of thing. <laughs> Even though that's probably not the way my employers think of, about it. But I'm thinking about, um, you know, a summer camp kind of theme. And I've broken it up into six weeks. I have the dates. Um, and then I'm breaking it up into age groups. <laughs> three different age groups. So I'm hoping to be doing six groups a week. That's my hope for eight, for six weeks, six different weeks. And, and I'm, I'm really excited. I want them to be able to take something with them to, to remember. And so I'm trying to get this, I think of them as workbooks, but I'm not sure I want to word it that way. Maybe a journal instead. I got to figure that part out because I think workbooks kind of, it sounds like work. <laughs> Maybe I should call it a playbook or an art book or I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. But um, anyway, so I've been going a little nuts about this thing and I and I had ordered this inkless printer. <laughs> I'll have, to, I'll have to let you all know how this goes. It, it's just so cool. Okay, so from your phone, you can, you know, somehow Bluetooth uh, a photo into this little, this little printer, and it burps out this image. And I'm supremely excited about it. I'm like, God, that is the coolest thing. <laughs> I just had like the weirdest epiphany that maybe I should get some of the sticker papers because I've been trying to figure out how to, and then I could print out thing. Oh my God, I just had the weirdest epiphany. Wow, God, that would be so cool. Anyway, <laughs> and then I get to thinking because in my mind, it's just going crazy. And as I was getting ready to do this, I started to think, you know, am I in a manic state? Like, you know, and then I start to thinking, am I bipolar? You know, I have like depression and mania. You know, I start to like give myself a pathology uh, just because that I'm creative. You know, and, and, and many, many, many podcasts ago, I had talked about this, this idea of quote unquote mental illness and and having symptoms, you know, of 
mental illness. I remember when I was in school, when I was in graduate school, I'm, I have a degree in counseling. My degree is actually in counseling. <laughs> and, um, and one of my professors was telling us to be careful with the DSM-5, you know, and, and us giving ourselves a pathology, you know, and this idea that we have, we have aspects of all these different things that really aren't a pathology until they get to a frequency and intensity and a, and a duration with which they affect our life. And when it really starts to affect our life, then we have to, we have to change course. Um, you know, and figure out how, how to cope. And I don't feel like my create creativity is, is a pathology. I'm just excited about this project. It's kind of like, you know, being excited about life. And I'm, I also like I, in the middle of the night, for some reason, I wake up with like these ideas on how to do it because I'm trying to figure out how to bind this thing. Like, do I bind it like a book or do I bind it, you know, in these like claw binders or a spiral binder, you know, and I'm trying to figure out how to get the sheets of paper in that I want because some of them I want to be of a, of a um, thickness that they could paint and it wouldn't go through or they could use, you know, a, a marker and it wouldn't go through to the other side. Anyway, so I, I got this stuff going on in my head. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to do a slight follow-up on my podcast that I put out yesterday because I had this thing happen yesterday and I facetiously, I love that word. I love words. I love words. Facetiously <laughs> was in, in the vibrational match of that friend getting with me again yesterday. The one that had gotten with me the day before and we got in this texting about religion. It was specifically about her beliefs in, in Christianity. And, and she, and in this text, she, <laughs> she wrote, um, she had sent me a sermon this is so ironic. I mean, it's so ironic that I wonder if she actually listened to the podcast that I had just put out, uh, where she, because I put out the podcast about the conversation that she and I had had specifically. And then she, she had sent me a sermon on what happens when we die. Which, first of all... <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just one theory. It's just their theory. I mean, that was one of the things that I talked about yesterday in my podcast was that different religions have different theories about what happens when we die. And so 
her, this preacher at a church that she was recommending to me, you know, my sister goes to this church and she really likes it. And, you know, she sent me this sermon about what happens when we die. And then she says, she says in this text, she says, um, you know, the Bible is very clear about, you know, that Jesus is the only way to God. This is what she writes in this text message to me yesterday, among other things. But I mean, it was, it was very clear to me that she was, she was actually like trying to tell me that I was going to go to hell because I didn't believe in her God and her Jesus. And I'm sitting there and I'm getting all up in my, up in my head about this, you know, as I'm, I was trying to work and I was actually having a really good day, but somehow I became the vibrational match to receiving this text. And I guess that it points out a part of me that needs to be looked at. It has only gotten worse for me as as the political environment has changed so much in the last I want to say, what would it be, seven years? In the last seven years, the political vibration going toward their her brand of Christianity, which is a brand, has has gone to a place where when I see a person, like I did the other day, I was hiking. And I saw this couple walking up and she had this, she didn't even have to open her mouth. Her ideology was all over her, like including a fairly massive cross that she was wearing. Like make no bones about what she believes. She believes that you must accept Jesus as your personal savior. And, and this has gotten just so strange for me, like this, this fascination with weapons, even though I don't know that this couple was carrying a weapon, although in the area that I live in, I would not be surprised whatsoever. I wouldn't. The fascination with weapons, with, with the Lord that they believe in, who said, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Who presented himself as a pacifist. He turned the other cheek when he was slapped. It was like, well, he didn't talk back. He accepted the torture. I mean, supposedly. And the reason why I say that is that I'm, I am starting to wonder 
I'm starting to wonder with how like truly hateful this religion has become. Just hateful of an ideology toward people that they believe that God hates. It gives, it is, it is. So in her, in her text yesterday, I mean, it was, and and I've always kind of known this in the back of my mind that this is the way she believes. And I, I have not challenged her. I've left her with her beliefs. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to challenge you, but I did challenge her with her pushing her beliefs onto me and trying to tell me that if I don't believe in her God and her Jesus and her Bible the way she believes in her Bible, I'm going to hell. And and I have to point this out because I think it's important. Even though she would like to streamline her beliefs into that all you have to do for salvation is believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and accept him into your heart. She would like to say that. But I'd like to have a discussion about other things like evolution. Because if if you have a discussion with one of these types of Christians about evolution it's going to become a conversation very quickly that you are not saved because you believe in any form of evolution. If you believe in any form of, of science, well, carbon dating is, is not an exact science. So, they're, they're really all over the place. And you really have to, I mean, there's some Christian churches where you're not allowed to dance. There's some Christian churches where you're not allowed to have musical instruments in, in, in the service. I mean, they all have their own set of rules. I mean, even though the Bible, the Bible is a very big book with a whole, whole hell of a lot of translation. And so it has been years, I mean, years that I, I suppose that I had just asked God for some kind of sign outside of the Bible. I just said, I, I, you know, because I just couldn't with it. There was something about it that was, was, it just seems so barbaric to me. So much of it. The, the whole idea of the Lamb of God, there had to be the shedding of blood for the forgiveness of sins. All of this idea to me was archaic it was it was old testament it was the old and jesus came to say you don't have to it's not about these rules you keep to the letter of the law without the spirit of the law 
and that the only laws that you have to follow are to love the Lord with all of your heart, your whole soul, and your mind, and to love each other, to treat each other as you would yourself. So love God and love each other. Stop being so selfish. All of the said that all the rules are all wrapped up in those in that. But it's like, no, 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 no. If you don't believe unto this. So I remember the moment that it really hit me. That it really, really hit me. And it was, um, it was Laramie. Is it North Dakota? I'm not sure. I'm not sure where Laramie is. And there was this, there was this student that's, parents had sent them to school and so this he was a student and he was gay and he had gone to a bar and these two individuals had taken him out into the wilderness and beat him nearly to death and I said to God I said you know, because I was thinking about it from a standpoint of a parent, because I, I was I was taking my my child my children for a walk, and I stood there and I'm like, and then I just realized, well, God sacrificed His own Son, right, for the forgiveness of sins. And that's when it it just like hit me like like I just I mean truly I I don't believe in that God and I know that this is heresy to a Christian like my friend. That's heresy. I could never really be honest with her about my beliefs, but I've already gone down the road that she's on. I mean, there was a time in my life where I really tried to be the best Christian. Catholic that I could be. But at some point, I evolved. And I and I got to the understanding for myself that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is just the beginning. The fear of God is just a baby. But we move from that to adulthood. And at this point, I, I mean, I have communion with God. I commune. I allow. It's like, you know, I was, I was talking to a student yesterday about this. I was talking about, you know, this thing that had happened with this person, you know, and he, he was just, he just kept kind of probing and asking me questions about it. And then he he was sharing his own experience and he said that his friend or his ex-friend, they're not friends anymore. This friend of his said that he was going to go to hell because he doesn't pray. He says he prays sometimes. This child's very, very wise, very wise for his age. I'm just saying, you know, and then I said to him, and I said, well, you know, there are some schools of thought that our lives become the prayer. 
Our life is the prayer. Our life, there is no separation. You know, it's like, I've been like really wanting to talk about this other thing. And I know I've talked about it before, but I have to talk about it again. This whole idea that when we pass out of our body, we go to be with the Lord. It's at that point that we're with the Lord. And I'm saying, okay, so what have you been doing when you've been here on earth? You've been away from the Lord. The Lord is like, where in some like far off place so you're only only with the lord when you pass out of your body and this whole time on the earth you are away from the lord and i just don't believe that not for a second don't believe we're ever away from that because the the creator and the creation are one we are aspects of that your aspects of God. We are never away from the Lord. We are always, always, always with the Lord. We don't have to die or pass out of our body to be with the Lord. So sometimes these ideas for me are just absurd when people say them. So, Getting back to the text I got, I, I called her out and I said, it sounds to me like you think that, that I'm going to hell. I mean, that's the way I read it. And then she kind of backpedaled, you know, and then I got back to her and I just, I just wasn't having it because I felt like she was, she was n- not necessarily truthful in her rebuttal. Like, oh, no, that's not what I was saying. Like, that's exactly what you were saying. I, I took the time to read it to my child just to make sure that I wasn't misreading it. And she said, and my son said, yeah, no, mom, that's exactly what she meant. And then I just, I just let her know. I said, you know, I have, I've thought of you fondly and, you know, and... I trust that you're blessed and go in peace. And then that was met with like another sermon. And, you know, just I thought we were on similar paths, which there's no way that she thought that because I've reserved things from her on purpose because I knew that she couldn't basically handle what I was going to say. It just it was so far out of her belief system. Who I am, what I say, what I'm about is so far out of her belief system that there was no point in me saying anything. I don't proselytize. If somebody like, you know, if I have something to say and I say it, you know, sparingly, you know, I will. But whether a person accepts that or doesn't accept that is I'm, I'm not hooked on their accepting of what I have to say. With the exception of sometimes with the people that I counsel, I really feel like if they listened to me and they did what I asked them to do, they would feel better. 
<clears throat> but a couple of weeks ago, I had gone to the to the farmer's market in the town I live in. And there is this couple. I, I really didn't know what the nature of their relationship was, but I guess they're a couple. And he has had so many surgeries on his head that parts of his skull are missing. He's a really jolly, wonderful man. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's, he's an amazing person, but I can see, and it, it was evident that he had had yet another treatment because he had bandages all over his head and around his jaw that had been that had been, you know, um, surgically removed. And I say this, and I and it's like because I don't want to experience this. I mean, I really don't. I don't want to experience anything like this. And it, you know, I when things come across my screen and all of it, if it, you know, I really try to blurb past it. But the reason why I'm mentioning this story is because. I don't know why I felt I could, because there was something, I mean, literally in my brain, I think, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Like, I will be thinking that to myself. It's like, don't say it, don't say it. Like, and I said it despite my, I was like, oh God. Um, but I started to share with her the works of Dr. Joe Dispenza because, you know, I've, I've attended his retreats and have seen the power of what can happen. And, and, and that's kind of what this texting exchange with my friend was about. So if, so if Dr. Dispenza isn't talking about Jesus and salvation, it's not valid. You know, so if people are healed at his events, I'm just saying, I mean, he puts out many testimonials of people who have been healed or they are healing, or they weren't walking, and now they're walking. People who are feeling better, people who have life-changing events, people who have crippling PTSD and are able to continue on with their life. I mean, there's story after story after story after story that the proof is in that. And he's got the science to back it up. But... I know his work well enough to know that he's not going to use the lingo that these people would want. And so so what what do they believe he's doing? So I just prefer to not get in that talk, but I I just couldn't help myself. And when I started to talk about this with the the lady at the farmer's market, it was met with like nothing. She could not 
accept anything outside of traditional medicine. She just could not. And I, I made it very clear that I'm not talking about Christian science or anything like that. Um, you know, and then she completely changed the subject and started talking about some guy that was at that, you know, does something. I don't know. She just completely changed the subject. And when I saw her this week, she um, was very quiet with me. And so sometimes I feel like at the risk of mentioning something like this, what I what the assumption is is that whatever they're doing is not working. <laughs> but in some ways, what they're doing isn't working. She does believe that it's prolonging his life. She does, but and I say this with all humility because I I'm going to say again I'm. I'm I'm not hoping for something that I in my life that I have to be healed for. I like I'm not I don't have that kind of wish in any case, but and I'm not meaning to say a complete kibosh on western medicine. <laughs> but I will share with you this experience that I had with somebody in my life. One of my, one of my nephews, when he was 11 years old, they found a tennis ball-sized tumor in his, around, in his chest. It, it was, I guess, had some connection to his spine. And so they immediately did a, a they took out the, the tumor and then they did radiation and chemotherapy. And my nephew was a fraction of who he was. And then after a year of all this, it returned. Came back in his spine. And the doctor was very bravely came out and told all of us, you know, he's not going to make it. You need to take him home and make him comfortable. And I remember all of us at the hospital just falling apart. <clears throat> the doctor had finally told my, my sister and brother-in-law and said, you know, we're not going to do any more chemo until you pay for it. It's $10,000 a pop. There was something in me having lost people in my life, you know, because I had, I had lost somebody else to, to cancer. I'm trying to think maybe two years before. And, and I just had this, just belief somewhere inside of myself that people could be healed. I didn't know how. And, I, and I'd had this friend in college who was Christian science, and I was really turned off by it. 
because of the suffering that she went through. Like sometimes she had debilitating cramping that she couldn't even get out of bed. And I didn't understand like why she wouldn't ever take an Advil or a Tylenol. Like I, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand why we wouldn't go with some form of of Western medicine, you know, like my friend getting in vitro fertilization and she went on to have twins. And so like, it's entirely possible that, that Western medicine and non-conventional alternative healing can both coincide and work in conjunction with one another. (laughs) But instead, everything seems to be a battle. How did I get from <laughs> believing <laughs> believing that I'm going to hell to <laughs> talking about this? <laughs> it's like everybody's just got their beliefs and their opinions and their, I mean, core beliefs and And so I ended up I ended up having to block her. I blocked her. I just decided that I decided that I just did not have time in my life for this nonsense. To me, this is just nonsense. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't. She knows what her beliefs are, but she doesn't know what she's talking about. And so, and I, and I, and I allow her, her beliefs and it's like, don't put your threaten me, try to threaten me with hell because I don't believe in your version of Jesus or your version of God. I don't have time for that nonsense. I've moved past the fear of these things because I believe in a God that is wholly loving. I don't believe in a God that has human characteristics, that gets jealous, that needs to be worshipped, all of that. I don't believe in any of that. I think, I think God is unfathomable. Unfathomable. Unfathom- <laughs> oh my God, another word I love that I can't say properly. I don't know that we could ever fathom God, except for it is everything and all and everything. So every cell of our being is God. We are an aspect of that. And that's what Jesus taught. He said that God was the vine and we were the branches. That we were connected. Jesus said we were connected to God intimately connected with God. You know, but those aren't the parts of the Bible that, you know, certain Christians wanna wanna listen to <laughs> or want to accept. <laughs> and so here was the other thing that I was I was so bothered that I was bothered. So I'm sitting there going, okay, so what is going on with me? Is this ego? You know, is this like, so I'm looking at why I'm bothered. Because usually, 
when we're bothered by something, there's, there's something going on there. And, and it has been a rough time for me watching the human rights of people that I love going away. as a direct result of the belief system that she is trying to push on me. Because she would probably be in agreement with all that's going on. Although I don't know what she's going to do because she's a single woman. What is she going to do when she can't, maybe she doesn't care about voting, but like, she can't own any property. She she like what is she going to do when some of her rights are taken away? I'm just concerned. I'm concerned about people in this country that I really care about. I'm concerned about the banning of books. I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned the banning of books about Native people and the Holocaust and the anti-Semitism that's going on in our country. It is, is, it is really scary out there right now and is a di- direct result of churches that she and her sister go to. A direct result of that religion is the reason why we are, we are, things are really bad in this country. And the other thing that just really gets me about all of this is the hypocrisy, the horrible hypocrisy. You know, like, I, I can't, I can't even think like right off the top of my head because I don't know who all these people are. But if you go and you dig a little bit, all of them are involved in the sexual assault of young people. Like the majority of them, a high percentage of them, like Matt Gates. You know, they're like hip deep in all kinds of criminal and sexually deviant activity. <laughs> and so I'm going to go. But I'm going to end with this. I want to tell you about this thing that I, I was learning about where this guy had done a podcast and he was, he was really upset that his wife was divorcing him. He's, I'm not sure who he is. I don't know why he's important, but he's one of these Christians who says, my wife should not, you know, I don't know why. She, he's, they're trying to get rid of no-fault divorce. I mean, that's just the beginning. I mean, I think in some states that you cannot divorce your husband if you're pregnant. (laughs) They're trying to make it that way. But anyway, so it's come out. She, and I don't know why or how, but she put out a video of this guy and what he put her through and why she was divorcing him. And it's horrible. 
he was very abusive to her. I don't know if it was ever physical. I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe that'll come out later. But, and she wasn't allowed to drive. It was something about her not being able to drive. And he was yelling at her and cussing at her. And it was horrible. All under, all under the name of Christianity. You're supposed to be an obedient wife. So I can I can do whatever I want to you. And you are not allowed. You are supposed to be obedient. And you are not allowed to divorce me. <laughs> it's obedience. And women. And I just I just have to go back to the idea. Who would who would Jesus do this to? Who would Jesus what gun would Jesus be parading around with? Not and what and what person, you know, it's like they talk about punishing kids, spare the rod, spoil the child. What child do you see Jesus spanking? I mean, I'm just saying how far away from the actual tenets of Jesus that this religion has has gone from. And so I just, it's like I don't have time for the, for the nonsense. And like I'm sitting here, I'm doing a whole podcast on it. But I, I just think that it's, for some reason, I feel the need to say it. And it bothers me that I'm bothered. And I just want to get back to my happy place and be dreaming about my my journal for my kids so that they'll have a better life. Because that's really ultimately what I want, the people around me to just be happy. I want us to be happy. And I don't say that in a trite way. I mean, I feel like people think I'm trite. Oh, no, you're supposed to want joy. Oh, I know. It's like, it's like if I don't use the right verbiage in every single circumstance, there's something, somebody will find something wrong with it. You know, I, I had put out a, a YouTube this week, I guess, maybe it was on Monday. And I had, I had said, I have a new leash on life. And this person felt the need to correct me and said, the term is a new lease on life. And for as long as you've been on earth, you should know that by now. That was that was the comment. So, like, I can't, no matter what I do, no matter what we do, it's not just me. Somebody's going to find something wrong with it. Everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> so it's... So it's so it's best for me to take my own advice that I'm always telling my kids and that is to focus on the people who love you to focus on the people who are doing right by you to focus like to really relish and cherish the people in our lives who want good for us and try try our best to not focus on the people who are petty. Anyway, so on that note, I'm going to try to go back to sleep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I appreciate you listening and I will be back with more ideas. And that's a wrap.